It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Spurs, your daily San Antonio Spurs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, welcome back to Locked On Spurs right here on the Locked On NBA Network. I am Jeff Garcia, your host for today. Glad to have you back. And it will be another fan episode. It's been a while since we had a uh, individual come on and rep the entire fan base. So who's on the hot seat? We'll let you know in a few seconds. But quickly, today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Make sure to go to rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the car parts your car will ever need. Again, rockauto.com. So as usual, for those of you who have tuned into Locked On Spurs before, once in a while I have a fan come on and rep the fan base on a couple of topics that are on the minds of, uh, well, the fans. And right now, a big one is the draft. Yeah, you know, the uh, the players are coming out little by little, talking with the media. I had a chance to talk with a few of the kids, and they did reveal that they did speak with the Spurs. Who were they? What did they have to say? And what do fans think about the individuals who said that, yeah, you know, we've contacted and they've contacted the Spurs. Also on the show, the NBA Finals kicked off yesterday, Lakers and Heat, but if push comes to shove, which team are Spurs fans rooting for, if any at all? So who is the lucky or maybe the unlucky guy to get on that hot seat today? No, other than uh, my good friend, Wesley Perkins. Wesley, are you ready to rep the fan base? Jeff, I'm always ready to rep the fan base, and thanks again for having me on. Uh, it's always a pleasure. You know, Wesley, on these fan episodes, I'm just curious. Do you ever, do you think you ever get nervous knowing you're the voice of the fans? I don't think so. I think part of it is just that, um, you know, we're all passionate about basketball. So I think every fan could say that they have a little difference of opinion. But uh, I think it's fun to have the the idea that uh, we in San Antonio, we have our spurs, we have our basketball, and we're very passionate. So, no, I I love it. I think it's wonderful. All right. Well, I believe you're still a contributor with the Spurs React and Two Shots podcast. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Uh, in fact, we're gonna we're gonna have our two shots tomorrow and kind of discuss some of the NBA draft. So this this will be good for me too. So I can talk a little bit about some of the players that we're uh, we're looking at. Just just make sure to hat tip me if y'all talk about some of the guys we're talking about right now. So just kidding oh, over there. Got it for <laughs> sure. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go to dive right into this, uh, Wesley. You know, look, you already got the rundown you know we're going to be talking about a few guys said that hey you know we spoke with the spurs and the first one to say that they have was actually a surprise french point guard 19 year old or 18 year old killian hayes by the way does that kind of sound familiar french teenage point guard huh we've been through spurs have been down this road haven't they well you know what i I think that the Spurs have had a, a lot of good successes with French players, whether you talk about Tony, of course, his, his time there, but also with, with Boris and, you know, what he meant in a short period of time to the franchise. And listen, I, I, Killian Hayes, I'm going to tell you this right now, folks, and, and this is the legit thing. 
if the Spurs were able to pull him at number 11, that would be the best rabbit out of the hat. I don't think he's going to be, be available. But I'm excited that they're looking at him because he's got all sorts of talent. This kid's going to be a star. And I think he's one of the few that really has been low on the radar. Unfortunately, I have a feeling he's going to end up going a little bit earlier. But we'll see. Yeah, you know, when I had a chat with him recently, he said to me that he did have a Zoom conference call with the Spurs. And he said it went well. And they're just trying to figure out who he is as a person, pretty much typical Spurs, you know, getting to know the person versus the player. Although he did uh, tip his cap to the Spurs, uh, saying that he didn't take the interview for granted. You know, um, he, he enjoys everything, you know, that's going on right now. Uh, but you're right. You know, he's projected a fall somewhere between 2 and 10, just right outside of the Spurs' reach. But if for some reason, Wesley, he does fall and he's on that board at 11, do you think Spurs fans would be okay with them selecting him despite the fact this team has tons of guards? Well, I think so, Jeff. Because, I mean, let's, let's, let's face it. The NBA is a guard league now. I mean, and it's for, and for all intents and purposes, the NBA is definitely a positionless, you know, type of environment now. And so I think some fans probably would be a little skeptical of the idea of having three point guards because, you know, everybody still wants to consider Derek White and, and DeJounte point guards one and two. But I'll tell you this. What we saw in the playoffs – or in the play-in games, I should say, for the Spurs, was the two, you know, guys playing together. And, and so if you have a true point guard and a guy who's got skills like, you know, Killian has, that could be great for this franchise. Again, you don't think it's a little bit of a turnoff. I guess what I'm trying to get is I, I can see Spurs fans react right now saying, okay, that's good, Spurs. You got yourself a good player, but you got Keldon, you got DeMar. If he does re-up, you got Patty, you got... Derek, you know, how is he going to fit in if the Spurs select him, Wesley? Well, and not to steal what we're going to talk about a little bit later, but if you if you think about, like, the Miami Heat, who are in the NBA Finals, uh, you know, you're talking about teams now that are spreading the floor, running up and down the court. You know, it's very offensive-minded. I, I think the idea of us as Spurs fans, we have to kind of start to transition away from the thinking of the, the traditional centers. We've had such dominant big men in this town. It, for me, I, I understand the hesitation, but if if you in, in anything, you take the best players that are available. And to me, in this draft, if Killian Hayes is there at eleven, he's definitely the best player. Yeah, yeah, you know, it, it'd be hard pressed for the Spurs to pass up on a talent like that. And who knows, they, they could stash him away in in Austin. You know, if, if push comes to shove, knock on wood, none of the young guards get hurt. But if they do, you know, you got a viable player, a viral viable option with Hayes. Also, too, yeah, you know, it's hard to pass up on a talent like that if he's available. I, I, I agree with you. I don't think he will be on the board at 11. But if he is, whew, Spurs got themselves the decision at that point because either they draft based on talent, Hayes, or need other players. Uh, and speaking of need, uh, Wesley, it's no secret the Spurs need size. They need a small forward, a power forward. They need a big. And a big that did reveal he spoke with the Spurs was Precious Achiwa, um, small forward. And, uh, right, you know, you look at some mock drafts, Wesley, he tends to be a name that pops up here and there that the Spurs could select. How do Spurs fans feel about Achiwa? Yeah, it's, it's tough. I mean, I've seen, Jeff, I know you're all over this, but I've seen some different reports. I mean, there's, there's some that get really excited about it. And, you know, I think, Precious is a is a big name, you know, to come out. And he's another one that, you know, would be um, 
I, I want to say hyped or overhyped, but to me, he he fits kind of to the extent of what we're talking about. They need a swing man. They also need somebody that can guard the four position or that stretch four position and uh, and to play that. You know, my my thing is with with Precious is he is probably uh, as of all the three that we're going to talk about, he's the most polished, I guess, of the three. And so mm-hmm. he would be more ready now, although he's more ready on the defensive end than he really is on the offensive end, um, and especially at the NBA level. I, I think that, um, you know, the sky's the limit for him. He's going to be a strong player, and he likes to go after after the ball, which is great, you know, block shots, and, and you know, he gets after. He's got a, a nasty streak, so Pop's going to like that. But to me, I, I think that, you know, he's he's going to be somebody that would be great to have. I don't know that Spurs fans would look at that as, like, the best pick um, just because I, I feel like they're kind of on the fence about it. Yeah, look, they do need a, they do need size. We, we know that. And I like the fact that, at least according to outsider reports, that they've been looking at reportedly, because we don't know, but reportedly bigs. We've seen a Chiwa. We've seen Jalen Smith. Uh, by the way, Smith did uh, reveal that he did speak with the Spurs. Now, again, another forward mm. big, um, Wesley. How do Spurs fans feel about Smith? How would they react if Adam Silver announces on draft night the Spurs select Jalen Smith? Well, okay, so if I'm just being honest, and I'm, this is, of course, I'm repping the, the fans, but I'm also going to rep my own opinion here, and, and I'm just going to tell you this. I, I'm a little a little hesitant with the bigs in this draft because it's okay. just not a really deep, big draft, right? I mean, it's not one that you go, okay, that's what the best players are. Everybody that we talk about really that's, that's going to be highly sought out there, except for Obi, uh, is, is really going to be uh, just, you know, they're strong players. Smith would be fine. I, he would be great. I don't know that he's going to have the impact that maybe a, a Precious or, you know, Killian Hayes would have. That's just me. Uh, and I think Spurs fans probably would agree with that. Another big that reportedly uh, has uh, spoken with the Spurs, actually not reportedly, it is true because he did reveal, is Georgetown's uh, Yurt 7. Now, I got to be honest with you, Wesley, I never heard of this kid. I, I was surprised that uh, he said that he did speak with San Antonio. But nevertheless, hey, it is what it is. And let's not forget, the Spurs do have two picks in the draft, 11 and 41. Again, size, seven-footer, you know, long wingspan, comes from Georgetown, and you know, a place that has produced a lot of quality centers, Morning, Ewing, Mutombo, et cetera, et cetera. You look at him. First of all, Wesley, I'm sure Spurs fans would be up in arms if they used number 11 for him. But do you think he's second-round material? How, how do you think Spurs fans feel about this kid? I think if they could get him in the second round, Jeff, I, this would be just such a tremendous get because – you know, you're seven. The thing about him is, is if you look back at his track history, he was um, rated the number three center, I believe, coming out of high school. He was a five-star prospect. Um, you know, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, he didn't he didn't play his junior year, but he played his sophomore year. So, you know, and he was he was one of the most improved players. He had, uh, you know, third I think third team ACCs. He scored 20 points a bunch and. You know, I I think the best is yet to come for him. To be honest, he's just he's just raw. I mean, he he needs some time. He needs some time to develop. But I I think with is there any team out there like, that that does that better than San Antonio? I mean, I know it's comparing apples to oranges here, but you know, look what what they've done with the shooting stroke of like a Kawhi Leonard and how they made him from a one-dimensional player into something different. Um, even a player like Derek White, who 
you know, certainly was a strong player at Colorado, but, you know, he's blossomed into his own. He's got a game that's really developing quickly. So from a big man perspective, who better to learn from than the San Antonio Spurs? Yeah, and look, you know, second round material, um, you know, the Spurs selected went 41. Okay, fine. It is what it is. But now I, I don't think they should be using number 11 pick for him with the talent that is likely to be available for San Antonio at that top spot, which then is the next question is that regardless, you look at where the Spurs sit and they should be okay getting a big that fits a need. We mentioned the pressures. We, you know, there's your seven doubtful that he goes Jalen Smith, Aaron Nesmith, Sadiq Bay, Patrick Williams, I think do Spurs fans understand that at 11, the Spurs should be able to get somebody if it's just based on need. I think so, Jeff. And, and to be, and to be real, I mean, here's the thing. Everybody keeps saying this draft is not a real deep draft. It's not a great draft. It's not a great draft. And I disagree in this respect. It's a draft that has ready to play players right now. And it's got it across the board. There's not a true elite that people are just banking on that's going to be a franchise player necessarily, although I think Obi Toppin is. But I will say this. You know, you talked about Bay. You talked about Williams. Um, those, are, those are great picks. I mean, you know, and, and Naismith's also going to be great. Uh, and, and those guys, for the most part, are ready now. Williams might need a little bit more time, but I, I really feel like the Spurs at 11 could find somebody to compliment. And that's where I differ maybe from some and the fan base. I feel like that they need to pick somebody who's ready to roll with this young crew that's already proven that they can, they can do well in the NBA. You know, circling back to Hayes, one thing he did tell me, uh, he told me, excuse me, uh, was that he's a student of Manu Ginobili. I think Spurs fans felt with that mm, information. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, my gosh, hey, it, everything just points to if I'm just saying, if I, they they don't typically make moves on draft night, the Spurs don't, and I know that I know that the Knicks would love to probably get him, um, but. Man, everybody, everything says if you can go get this guy, and it doesn't cost you too much. Now, what is too much? You know, what is it? Is it a pick? Is it is it going to be a pick and a player? You know, I don't know, Jeff. Do do they pull the trigger and move up? I mean, I I see him as a player that really, honestly, should go in the top four or five, but he's not going to. You know, and mm-hmm. that's the key is can they get him? Well, this begs the question then. If well, let's rephrase it this way. Do you think the Spurs should move up in the draft or move down? Ooh, you know, I, I think that if, if for some reason they feel like, and, it, and it's all in the, in the minds of, of what, you know, the Spurs management feels. And we know those guys, you know, they're, they're the best in the business. If they feel like what's there at 11 when they draft is worthwhile of them, I, I don't think they'll budge. I really don't. Yeah. But – if they move back, my, my question is, Jeff, you just, you just brought up some great players that really you could take a look at deep into the, into the first round or, you know, at least towards the back of the first round. You know, it depends on the value that they get back. I mean, honestly, and, and right now in the picks, I don't know. I just don't know if there's enough to get maybe two first-round picks or to move back and, and, and take a player that's, you know, unproven from another team. I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm there with you. I think the Spurs uh, stand pat. Uh, I, I don't see. I mean, unless it's something really off the wall, like some six foot guard 
you know, I'm like, okay, well, they're, they're obviously making a deal with somebody, you know, they're moving up or moving down or they're doing a favor. And then, you know, we'll find out in a few minutes, but I, I think they keep the pick. I, I don't see them making a move. I mean, they don't have to be something so golden for them. A la Kawhi Leonard, um, where they see a, a talent and they went after him and they got him. And well, we all know what happened, but yeah, right with you. I think the Spurs stand Pat and draft at 11, you, you know, quickly before you go on to our next segment, what do you think is going to happen with that second pick? Uh, number 41 Spurs just draft best available in that case. I do think they go big man. I mean, and you, you know, obviously you mentioned Omar. I don't know if he'll fall that far, you know, but he's, gosh, he, he's, he's a great pro, uh, you know, prospect. Of course, I know he started in the first round and he's looked at mostly in the second round now, but my boy, Jemias Ramsey out of Texas tech, um, you know, would also be maybe a good, you know, early second round pick, uh, another guard and a guy who still needs to learn a little bit more, but you know, could be a, a, a good second round uh, thought process for them as well. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what the Spurs do on draft night. And uh, the Spurs fans, yeah, they're, they're active right now. They're discussing player X and Y and what the Spurs should do, this and that. And it's a fun time for the Spurs and the fan base because, again, you mentioned the high pick. It's been a long time since the Spurs were this close to a number one uh, slot. And, again, with the team pretty much saying, yeah, we're in rebuild mode then let's see where we're going in this rebuild phase of the organization. And quickly, uh, Wesley, you know, I reported, well, I, I reported because I spoke with Denny Ajvija. He told me he hasn't spoken with the Spurs whatsoever. Did that break your heart? It does. But, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, 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 would you be surprised to see him go number one? I wouldn't. I really, I don't think yeah. he will, but I wouldn't be. You know, no, I wouldn't. I, I would if he goes even number three or two. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, right. Uh, I, I I'm still a little iffy on Lamelo. I, I I see the mm-hmm. talent, but is he really worthy of a number one pick? And uh, it's tough for me to bite on that. But hey, well, you know, stranger it, it things have short, happened. What? It was only a short uh, two years ago that he was at UCLA and didn't really seem like he was a gel there. So if you can't gel at UCLA. I, I don't know. I just I don't know that I trust the idea that he's just become the superstar player. Yeah, exactly. Um, but in in a in a realistic world, Wesley, who do you think the Spurs will pick? I, I think it's a cross. Either they're, they're going to take Patrick uh, Williams or they're going to take. Uh, I, I really like Devin Vassell or or uh, Sadiq Bay. And one of those three players, really, honestly, I feel like would be great for this franchise and provide a need, either three and D or. You know, just good solid play, good wingspan, good athleticism. Uh, all of that would be good for them. Well, there you have it. Uh, the voice of the Spurs, at least on this episode of Lockdown Spurs, Wesley Perkins uh, discussing what the Spurs fan base are feeling right now when it comes to the upcoming NBA draft and what a few of the players have said about your San Antonio Spurs. But when we get back, we're going to shift gears and talk about the NBA Finals, Lakers, Heat, and is it possible that the Spurs fan base are actually cheering for one of these two teams? We'll find out what Wesley has to say. But when we get back, um, that's going to be a great time. So please stick around. Quickly, though, I want to talk to you about DoorDash. you got to get the DoorDash app right now because it brings you all the food you're craving right to your door. they got contactless delivery drop-off settings. So click on that, and you're going to be safe. Avoid any type of chance of getting the coronavirus. And, yeah. You know, you cannot beat that option. You want Chinese, they have it. You want pizza, they got it. You want yogurt, the DoorDash app has it. And it's easy to order using the DoorDash app. Just choose what you want to eat, 
your food will be safely left outside your door and local restaurants are still open for delivery so you can help small businesses in your neighborhood right now our listeners can get five bucks off and zero delivery fees on their first order of fifteen dollars or more when you download the doordash app and enter promo code locked on nba don't forget that's locked on nba for five bucks off your first order with doordash hi i'm jake from locked on There's a lot to say when buying a new home or car, but really the first words you want to say are, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And trust me, as someone named Jake, that is a fact. That's the phrase that will help you feel good knowing that you have people who can help you find the right coverage for the things you want to protect. Insurance doesn't need to be complicated with a State Farm agent. With so many coverage options, it feels good knowing you can find what fits you because your situation is unique. And State Farm is there to help you feel supported with the coverage you need for your car, your home, and even boats, motorcycles, RVs, and other things that matter to you. And when you need ways to get help, don't yell or be angry because State Farm gives you options there too, in person or on the phone with your local agent or on statefarm.com or their award-winning app. State Farm lets you do things your way. So when you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember to say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. We are back, and I am joined by Wesley Perkins. He is repping the entire Spurs fan base on this fan episode of Locked on Spurs. Wesley, how can fans chat with you about what you have to say about the draft? Yeah, I'm on Twitter at Wesley Perk, and, you know, I'm, I am I love to just talk a whole bunch of things with the, about the NBA. I'm, I'm a huge, you know, NBA freak, and, and uh, especially for our Spurs. So, you know, you know hook me up and, or look me up, and we'll talk some sports, too. All right, well, let's continue that. And look, unfortunately, Spurs are not in the finals. Hey, it is what it is. You know, they're in rebuild mode. But Lakers, Heat got things going yesterday, game one. And, you know, you look at the teams, Lakers, LeBron, and AD. You got Danny Green, former Spur. Look at Miami, you know, a team that nobody saw coming. You know, Butler, Ron Drogic, you got Hero, and... Bam it a bio, it'll kind of begs a question. Wesley, are any Spurs fans actually cheering from either team? I think so. I mean, I think people still, and, and myself included, have a, a lot of affinity for Danny Green. Um, and, and I'll be honest, I said this, you know, before Corona hit, when Kobe died, I never thought I'd ever say that I would cheer for, for the Lakers. But, um, if they were able to, to get a title, even though I think most people will say, hey, this is going to come with an asterisk, you know, I, I, I'm not one of those people. But, you know, I, I think that, you know, that would say a lot about, you know, overcoming. And certainly the, the Laker Nation's been through a lot. Um, so I could see that. I certainly could cheer for that. I, you know, listen, I'm also about the underdog. And so the, the Miami Heat, and it, doesn't this just cement that Eric Spolster is one of the best coaches out there for sure? I mean, yeah. the guy is doing this with a completely different team than was there with the Heatles. Do you think um, Spurs fans, if they were to admit that they're rooting for the Lakers, would get a little backlash considering it is the Lakers, you know, Western Conference foe, the history that the Spurs and Lakers have had in in their franchises, um, the fact that, yeah, you know, they're, they're so top heavy that they're a team that you want to see fall from the perch. Yeah, I, I think part of this is, I'm, I know I'm repping the fan base, but, I'm sure the fan base is booing me a little bit for saying what I just did. <laughs> uh, you, you know, listen, 
LeBron also is a is a person that you either love or you hate. And um, I know that my personal feeling on LeBron is he's a he's a great person and a great man, and he does a lot for for the NBA and community. Um, but I also don't like what he's done for the NBA in terms of you know making it into a you know let's gather up stars and head to a city and pick which city that's going to be. But nobody can deny he's one of the very best. And you know I I think that his talent and watching that talent is worthy of, of our, our attention. And, you know, far be it from us to, to grumble and not, not be excited to watch some great basketball. You know, for me, I'm personally uh, pulling for the heat again, the under underdog story there, you know, a team that outside of Butler, you know, really don't have a, a top heavy squad with the likes of LeBron and AD and, you know, you got playoff Rondo, et cetera, et cetera, you know, but, I, I don't mind. I like watching Gron Drogic play. I think he's a, he's a very dynamic player. I like watching the rookie uh, hero do his thing, you know, just out of nowhere, just helping this Heat team to the NBA Finals. When you look at Lakers and Heat, uh, I made the case for why maybe Spurs fans should not be rooting for the Lakers of the history. But maybe there's also the factor, too, that, hey, if it wasn't for that Ray Allen shot, Wesley, maybe the Spurs have another banner hanging from the AT&T Center. You think that's the reason why Spurs fans would not be rooting for the Heat right now? Yeah. You know, <laughs> we, are, we, we, we hold our grudges, don't we? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I, yeah, I, I think so. But I, at the same token, I, I think you just have to appreciate, um, as a fan, you have to appreciate the way that the Heat built themselves, you know. They've built themselves through the draft. They, they've added savvy veterans. And, and as you said, there's really not any stars outside of Butler. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, Jeff, I could be completely off my rocker, but didn't, didn't the Spurs actually draft uh, Goran Dragic and they didn't they keep sure him? They sure did. I could be. Yeah, they, you know, yep, no, you're right. I'm yeah, just looking at that and going, man, oh, can you imagine? <laughs> so That would have been awesome, uh, man. Yeah. But, no, I, I, I like the Heat a lot. I think that they are a team that – and this is the one thing that, you know, we haven't mentioned yet is you have LeBron going against his former team. And to me, that's a, that's a heck of a storyline right there. What if this, this, you know, this Cinderella story can somehow beat the great LeBron James, you know, the very place that he was playing under Spolstra, that would be just an amazing story. It would be. Yeah. The storylines write themselves. You mentioned, you know, LeBron's time in Miami, Spolstra, you know, and then you got Pat Riley going up against his uh, former club, the Lakers. Uh, they it writes itself, and it's 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 a shame that fans can't go uh, because of the virus, and rightfully so. You know, better safe than sorry. But um, you know, this, I'm expecting an exciting uh, finals uh, series. And uh, full full disclosure, everybody, Wesley and I are chatting uh, during Game One, so obviously we do not know how the out- outcome will be. But nevertheless. Um, you you like the under underdog story, and then you 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 like the Lakers too because of the Kobe Bryant factor, and you know how poetic would it be that on his untimely death, you know, and then the Lakers win a title. They're wearing his number on his jersey, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So there's that. So yeah, it, it's kind of a tough thing for for Spurs fans if they're going to root for either team and why they're going to root for them. But what about you, Wesley? Who, who do you want to see win? Uh, you know, it's tough. I, I, I want Danny Green to win a title. I, I think I always hated that he had to be included in the trade, you know, out of, out of town with Kawhi. Um, so I, I kind of root for Danny. Um, at the same token, I, I just, 
I was rooting for the Nuggets because I, I like teams that are built from the draft. I just like that. I'm a bit old-fashioned that way. So I, I like the I, I like this story behind the Heat. I would love to see the Heat win. I'm gonna pull. I'm gonna pull for them. Yeah. Um, should again. I, I just want a thrilling finals. Very upset with the Clippers. I thought we would have gotten a we got we could have gotten a fantastic fi- West Finals. A portion of that didn't happen, and uh, then I found myself cheering for Denver. I said, "Yeah, go go Nuggets!" You know who are these kids? The comeback kids. You know, then you know you're, you cheer for them, and then you cheer for Miami. They took down Giannis and the Bucks. You know, they beat the Boston, who on paper should have been should have advanced, but they didn't. So there's that. But uh, interesting finals. Hopefully, we just get a good one. But when we get back. Wesley and I are not done. We're going to continue our chat about the Spurs and get his react to a few Spurs news and notes that have been floating out there that's also on the Spurs fans' minds. But when we do that, uh, we're going to have to quickly talk about rockauto.com, which is a family business serving auto part customers online for 20 years. You want to go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Low prices, same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Don't go spend up to twice as much for the same part. We can simply go to rockauto.com. And when you go to rockauto.com, you can see all the specifications, the brands, and even the prices that you prefer. Right now, you can uh, get yourself uh, some of the best car parts out there, at least online. And when you do that, you want to write locked on on their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Unique, easy to navigate website. The catalog is also unique, an amazing selection. Again, reliably below prices, all the car parts you'll ever need, rockauto.com. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are back and I'm joined by Wesley Perkins. He is repping the entire fan base right here on this fan episode of Locked On Spurs. And once again, Wesley, you are uh, with Joe Garcia out there at the Two Shots podcast, is that correct? Yeah, I'm. I, I'm fortunate. Joe's took me under his wing, and and I'm blessed <laughs> to to talk to him, and you know, talk to Duel, and to, you know, I'm I'm honored and humbled to talk with you, Jeff. So thanks for having me again. Not a problem. So uh, there's been uh, quite a few news and notes regarding the silver and black that uh, at least can continue to keep the Spurs fan base um, well informed during during this long period, which is the Spurs offseason. And right off the bat, I want to get your react to this, or, or in this case, the fan react. So DeJounte Murray proclaimed that Denver Nuggets' Nikola Jokic is the NBA's best big man. Do you agree, disagree? How do the fans feel? I think so. I mean, he's a, he's a walking triple-double. And, and during the first and second rounds, especially against the against the Clippers, I really honestly thought he was the best player on the floor. And that's saying something because we all have taken the notion that Kawhi is either one or two in the league right now in terms of the way that he can play. And, you know, I, I look at it from not only the big man perspective, but, you know, he's, he's one of the top two or three players, you know. Uh, I think you can throw Doncic in that, in that argument. I think you can throw 
of course, Kawhi in that in that uh, in that conversation with LeBron. But um, you know, the thing about him is with Jokic is he could dominate, he could score at will if he wanted to. But he's so savvy. He reminds me of Arvidas Sabonis before all the injuries. Arvidas, and most people never got to see that, was a beast when he was playing in yeah. Russia. So it reminds me a lot of that. Yeah, uh, it, it does too. And I hear, you know, oh, Jokic is the best passing big man ever. I'm like, have you really ever seen Arvidas play? I mean, the guy was a whiz uh, finding the open man and getting that crisp pass for an easy bucket. Uh, but yeah, I mean, hard to disagree with Murray there. But it's a, it's a shame he didn't pick one of his Spurs teammates. No love for LaMarcus, uh, Wesley? <laughs> no, and hopefully, hopefully that's not a statement of like, hey, we need to move a different – no, I don't think it was. But but I think he's just showing good appreciation and just saying, you know, I, I think he's a great student of the game. I, I really do. Yeah. I just feel like he appreciates great basketball. Uh, and other uh, Spurs news and notes, uh, Wesley, and uh, again, we're going to get the uh, fan feedback. Now, look, I get it. A lot of Spurs fans, you know, kind of come in and out of the Austin Spurs – uh, during their season, and they'll follow, you know, they'll, they'll check it out, but they're not as faithful. But I know you uh, keep tabs on the Austin Spurs, and recently uh, Galen Robinson announced that he is leaving the G League, Austin Spurs, to a German club called, it's going to be hard for me to pronounce here, but BG Gottingen. Um, right move for Galen, or you think he should have stayed in Austin? It's all about the money, uh, you know. Yeah. I, you know, I, I know that you. If you can go earn that coin right now, and and he can, um, and he's still going to develop very well. And don't get me wrong, I, I think the G League is the best developmental league out there right now. But if you get a chance to go play overseas, it's just a different style of basketball. And and you know, it. it I think we've seen that in a number of ways, and how that improves a player to come back to the NBA and and be you know hardened a little bit. And finally, Drew Eubanks had uh, recently uh, spoken uh, spoke with me about a new campaign that he's uh, starting called Heart for Oregon. Basically, it's a fundraiser for the Oregon Food Bank during the Oregon wildfires. Uh, for those of y'all who need to check it out, just simply go to the Spurs Zone News for San Antonio and Fox29SanAntonio.com. Uh, Eubanks had a lot to talk to me about uh, his fundraiser. Even somebody, this is the first time he's even doing this. But one thing that struck me, during the chat is he said, San Antonio is my new home. And then he goes on to say, you know, but you know, I'm still going to help out my home, home in my native home, Oregon. The fact that he said, San Antonio is my new home. How do you think Spurs fans react to that? Well, I hope they react like I would and just say, thank you. Because, you know, for three or four years now, and I know Jonas Clark, who is on with us a lot during a, you know, with uh, two shots also says the same thing. You know, he's really a guy who doesn't get enough love and he's been playing under this two-way contract. And so it's, it, I, I hope that the Spurs give him the love that he deserves. He's sure he's certainly proving to be a valuable player. And, you know, you could argue that he outplayed Jakob Pertl in the bubble by quite a bit. Mm -hmm. And I think that that would be a, a pretty fair statement. Yeah, uh, I'm glad that uh, Eubanks approached me to um, help him uh, spread the word on this uh, campaign that he's doing. And, and it's, it's in crazy, Wesley. He told me that this is not his first go-around with wildfires. He said in 2017, mm. um, Oregon had another uh, bad outbreak of wild, wildfires. Going to get tongue-tied there. But um, he said that that wildfire in uh, 2017 nearly destroyed his parents' home. And he said it pretty much halted mm. right before it got to that point. That's why. It's, this is near and dear to him because 
now he has the voice. He has the resources to make a difference. And you can get a free T-shirt. I'm not free, but you know, uh, um, an exclusive T-shirt, I should say, if you uh, visit um, the website. I think it's called PortlandGear.com, and um, get yourself a T-shirt, get yourself a sticker, and all proceeds go to the Oregon Food Bank, who are there to provide meals for those that need it, who have been displaced, you know, because of the fire. So good on you, Banks, uh, Wesley. You know, before I let you go, uh, I got to ask you. You you look at the Spurs. You look at the draft. Are you excited for the future, or do you think you know, you know it's going to take a while before the Spurs are back to glory? No, I, I'm really excited, Jeff. I, I I thought the minute that the trade was made with the Raptors, I thought that they they had a good deal, and and a lot of people cringed and still are talking mess about well they gave up Kawhi for this and that and this. But listen, Keldon Johnson came out of that, and I'm going to tell you what. Keldon and what you've got with the young DeJounte still learning with Derek and, you know, you've got Lonnie who's, who's going to, you know, continue to grow. Um, and if you keep these guys and you're adding players from a lottery pick, which is a great thing, they're only going to get better. And this is going to be an exciting time. Hopefully it is. And by the way, I didn't even I forgot to tell you, happy belated eighties cartoon mask anniversary, Wesley. Um, Hopefully, oh, you, uh, toast, yeah. hopefully you toasted with me yesterday. You got it, of course. You know, yeah. I for those <laughs> for those that do not know what mask is, it was an old '80s cartoon. Just think humans in Transformers, and that's pretty much what it was. And but it had one of the uh, most iconic intro songs. Uh, had one of the most iconic tag lines, which was "Illusion is an ultimate weapon." And for us nerds yeah. out there. It was a big day yesterday, and with Wesley, you know, he's also a fellow nerd with me. So uh, yep. good yep. to – You got it. Yeah. <laughs> and, hey, they're coming out with a movie, a live-action movie sometime down the road, so that's going to be fun. Very cool. I'll be all about uh, it. Yeah, Wesley, let's go to wrap it up now. Uh, once again, tell everybody how they can chat with you on social media and how they can find you. Yeah, just looking up at, uh, on Twitter, I'm at Wesley Perk, and uh, go Red Raiders – Stop losing games that you should win. <laughs> <laughs> What's up with those Cowboys, man? Why are they losing now? Oh, they're trading players with the Red Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Make sure to follow Wesley on social media. And again, he is part of the Two Shots podcast with our uh, frequent guest, Joe Garcia. So tune in uh, every time they release an episode. As for me, follow me on Twitter at Jeff G Spurs Zone. Go to the Spurs Zone News for San Antonio and Fox29SanAntonio.com. There's plenty of Spurs news to keep your appetite wet during this uh, quiet period for the Spurs, including everything you need to know about the draft. Uh, go read exactly what DeJounte Murray had to say about Nikola Jokic. Other lockdown Spurs, including the most recent one, where our mutual friend Joe Garcia had to a lot of explaining to do, Wesley, because... Uh, he may be a little bit over optimistic for this uh, Spurs uh, Spurs team next season. It's all there at the Spurs Zone. Go check it out and subscribe to Locked On Spurs wherever you get your favorite podcasts: Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, your smart speaker. Just tell, hey, smart speaker, play Locked On Spurs, and boom, it will play. Uh, easy as that. I will appreciate the subscription. But for Wesley Perkins, who um, was representing the entire fan base. I am Jeff Garcia. We're going to put a lot on this episode of Locked On Spurs.
Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.